0: episode of the Glorantha Initiation Series, where we talk to new members of the tribe. The God Learner Studies wants to know what are the rewards and what are the hurdles when approaching this setting. Today, Jörg is not there because um, it's my fault, scheduling problem and all that. So it's just me, uh, Ludovic, aka Lord Abdul. And today I am here with Michael. Hey, Michael. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah no problem uh introduce yourself a bit who are you and where are you and sure
1: uh, well my name is uh, michael band and uh, i use the pronouns or uh, he him mm-hmm. and i live in uh, copenhagen in denmark
0: cool actually I, I hear that it is the uh happiest country in europe mostly because i think
1: it's finland now oh is it they they uh, yeah I, I think they are uh, they uh, they won this time around.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah, yeah. My my info is a bit old. It's from uh, quite a few years ago. I remember uh, reading that when people looked into it, the reason that uh, the Danish probably like most of the Scandinavian people are always happy is that because they have so such low expectations about life in general that you know it's like when good things happen, you actually appreciate more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably a byproduct of. Uh, of the sun going up before <laughs> half an hour
0: before it's going down. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's probably <laughs> even worse in in Norway. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, you're you you're not too bad in Denmark, are you? Uh, for the uh, uh, daylight hours.
1: Oh, well, uh, I believe that the sun rises around. 8.30 now, and uh, and goes down around 4 o'clock, so I think it's pretty bad. Yeah, 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 that's early. <laughs> oh, well. So, looking forward to Geelong long summers.
0: Those are really cool. <laughs> yeah, cool. But we are here to talk about RPGs. How did you get into yes. RPGs?
1: Yeah, well, um, I think it was probably around uh, 1981 or thereabout, and they uh, uh, the way i got into it was actually through the minis is uh i saw uh, saw these awesome figures in uh, my favorite comic book uh, store in copenhagen mm-hmm. and um they looked like something that that i was really into like uh, the conan comics from were uh, uh, drawn by Barry winter smith and uh, prince valiant and uh, i liked the uh, knights and stuff like that uh, the Ivanhoe movie from 1952 was one of my favorites. And uh, when I was a kid, I was painting a lot of toy soldiers. So it looked like something that that I would enjoy. And it seemed that they came with some sort of game. And um, (laughs) I was living in in a village uh, back then. And um, if you didn't love football or tractors then there wasn't very much to do when when you were a teenager so we were always trying to find something to to do me and my friends yeah uh, so games are one of them so uh, on a holiday in uh, in england i saw the uh, the basic uh box and um, i've seen advertisement of that in the comics books that i was buying the american comic books that i was buying so it was so I was somewhat familiar that the product was there, yeah. Um And incidentally, I also saw uh, the um, Games Workshop uh, edition of RuneQuest. Oh. and I love the cover; um, it looked really intriguing. But mm-hmm. I hadn't seen anything about it anywhere else, and there seems to be some material for um, both for the Dungeon of Dragons stuff. Uh, so. Um, so I went with the with the basic box but there, I knew nobody who knew anything about the role-playing games nobody knew that yes yeah. and and I certainly didn't know about it so I was very surprised that didn't there that there was no board or anything so it so at first I didn't understand the rules at all I was 14 but I was barely okay at reading English but some of the English in, in, in the rule books were very different from what I was reading so that also Call some confusion. Yeah. So it's actually first when, short time or after, I bought the TSR Dungeon Fantasy board game, and it had fighters and wizards and all sorts of things in it, and they had stats. And then you walked around in the dungeon, and then ah, then I got it. Okay, so with Dungeon Dragon's basic, I could just draw my own map and and uh, and lead my friends through through the dungeon. So that's how we got it, Mm -hmm. and. um, and then uh, very quickly we, uh, we we played it a lot, and then we bought the uh, export uh, box, and then uh, we bought all the uh, advanced dungeon dragons, and uh, soon other games followed: Traveller, Poshido, Golden Heroes, Role Master, oh, wow. a, a lot of stuff. We we really went bananas, mm-hmm. and uh, we bought a lot of uh, lead figures, probably enough to poison the whole village. So, well uh, <laughs> that was fun. Yeah, cool. I also did notice RuneQuest back then, uh, mostly because I was uh, buying the White Wolf magazine. They had a lot of their uh, articles about it, but I really didn't know it. Uh, and um, though my comic book shop also sold um, uh, games, uh, the uh, the, <coughs> the box set from um, uh, Games Workshop quickly t- disappeared. Right, And uh, they didn't have really any scenarios or modules for it so or, it kind of was kind of a curiosity but it but it looked interesting and uh, yeah. especially the brew they were really cool so I bought a box of uh, of those figures <laughs> um, but uh, and then made my own stats for them for, <laughs> like <laughs> for, beast, beast
0: for the <laughs> Yes,
1: something yeah. like I think I just made my own and, yeah. and had something to do with the season and that sounded cool too Mm -hmm. um, Cool, and then uh, we found uh, Call of Cthulhu, and that became my favorite game. Uh, Of course, yes, yeah, (laughs) how it should be. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So uh, with a a variety of friends, I played that until about '99. So I played it for quite a long time. So I played mostly just uh, uh, Call of Cthulhu for maybe like ten years or something like that. Yeah, cool. With some other games thrown in, uh,
0: like GURPS or some cyberpunk and Shadowrun and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, that sounds a lot like uh, what I did in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, GURPS were big in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. I, I caught GURPS mostly on the tail end of 3rd edition. So mm-hmm. more like end of the 90s, early 2000s. Uh, and so by the time I, I had played enough GURPS to spot the problems. They released the 4th edition, which fixed most of the of those problems, so I kept playing quite a bunch of GURPS in the early two thousand. also.
1: Yeah, I like the system, uh, yeah. especially that 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 you can more or less fit it into every kind of genre you wanted
0: to. Yeah, exactly. I, I played a bunch of uh, 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 Call of Cthulhu and Delta Green using the GURPS rules. Actually. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, we we, we used it also for some horror games, but that was for making, like, a a sumpy outbreak in Copenhagen. (laughs) It was was fun. Cool. Yeah. I did also notice in the 90s that uh, that the big box came out from Avalon Hill. Right, Uh, yeah. But uh, it was extremely expensive.
0: Yeah, Um, that's what I heard from, from many people, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and then one of my friends she actually bought the that uh, the, the um, games workshop uh, released two or two books right. uh, in the mid 80s um based on uh, on Avalon hill and uh, one of my friends bought it and I liked the system because I was getting really tired of um of and fragments I didn't like the experience point system I hated the uh, um armor class and their uh, <laughs> class system. So yeah. I really loved the the idea of of, uh, of it being skill-based and uh, and the armor subtracted the damage and stuff like that. Right. Because that was more simulationist, and I probably liked that better. I thought the uh, abstraction was distracting me, at least, as a game master. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we never had to play it. We only, like, made some very fewer... Uh, attempts for it, uh, but uh, we never really looked into Glorantha. Uh, yeah, I don't think it even understood that it, it existed as such. And then, in the late nineties, I did buy uh, the um, the Avalon Hill box, uh, so that's the one I have on the shelf behind me. And I had some plans about uh, maybe making some kind of a uh, uh, Hellenistic game. Oh, yeah. Uh, because uh, I love the old myth and uh, I love the, the ancient Bilzeranian uh, world. I thought it was full of magic and adventure. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, unfortunately, I was the only one in the group that <laughs> that had that idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> that that yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> and I didn't read the, the booklet on, on Uncle in it I, have, I must admit. Not at all.
0: <laughs> Not at all. You but just I'm, skipped it, yeah?
1: Totally <laughs> skipped it. So, but but I did see uh, some of these scenarios there, like Sun County and uh, uh, River of Cradle and Beyond the Borderlands. And I love the covers of them. They look really, really cool. But yeah, I was playing Call of Cthulhu. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, yes, that's what I was doing too in the 90s. So I totally understand.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, and then. Um, from ninety nine until uh, two thousand and one, I went into a deep freeze. Yeah.
0: and didn't play for a very yeah. long time. Uh, yes, and yeah. uh, w- when did you actually come out of the deep freeze?
1: That was uh, around the time of COVID, uh, when uh, about uh, around the time of, of lockdown. So it was like some kind of. Uh, I had to, to 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 like get some uh, get up to speed first. Uh, so I think one of the things that, that led to it was um, I started listening to a couple of podcasts around, about about uh, role playing games. Did you start
0: listening to the Grognat Files?
1: Exactly, those exactly. were the ones. Yes. Yeah, and um, <laughs> and they had some some kind of the same experience that, that I had, so, so it was kind of like a nostalgia trip. So I went into the cellar and picked out my my old uh, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons books. And uh, reread them, and uh, then rediscovered why I didn't want to play it. <laughs> so, but I had some ideas. I wanted to, I wanted to, to play again. And so, I started thinking about okay, the uh, the, the RuneQuest rules looked cool, mm-hmm. and uh, so so I went to the cellar and pulled out that book, and then I found another uh, podcast. God uh, called us uh, <laughs> yes. So that was <laughs> the first, nice. like the first iteration of it, and yeah. uh, that made me interested in in the world mm-hmm. of Groota. So right. our, then I started looking into that, cool. and uh, found out that there was a lot, and that a lot of had happened since uh, the Avalon Hill publication, and it yes. was very confusing all of it. Oh uh, yes, but, uh, <laughs> but I started reading. And to cool. a long story short, then, then I found out how, how I wanted to do it. And then I called up my, uh, my old friends, uh, that I used to game Call of Cthulhu with. And, uh, and then we started playing her uh, online sometime in uh, in the spring of 2001. 2000. Uh, it, 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 uh, no, 2000, uh, 21. 21. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Yes. Yeah. In 21. <laughs> so or uh, springtime 21 or something like that.
0: Right, and so you came out of the deep freeze directly with the RuneQuest, or yes, wow, yes. okay, and with which edition then? What RQG,
1: or the the latest? Oh, okay, cool, so, yeah, yeah. So I the latest edition because uh, the um, the rules in there, um, yeah, well, there's a lot of stuff that I didn't like about the the way the rules were written for for the Avalon Hill um, right. mm-hmm. and the uh, the new book at that time. Look, uh, look great. Yeah. And I had some really nice reviews, and I could see there was a lot going on. And then I also found out that uh, there was a whole community in the Jonestown Compendium. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, um, and that really, and then I got a hold of some of the older modules, like Sun County, and I really fell in love with that. Oh, cool. Yeah. And was uh, Sun Heart um, on Jonestown, Jonestown's Compendium. So I started buying this. Yes. Cool. And uh, that really got the ball rolling. And I figured out, okay, I had to, focus yeah. to a specific area. And i I read a lot about uh, the Prax from from what I could find in the old material. That was, seemed to be the focus. And uh, I found it a lot more interesting than, uh, than Sata, yeah. where it's currently placed.
0: So, so you, um, you, you started with Sandheart? Uh,
1: well, I cannibalized a lot of stuff. <laughs> okay, so, cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, uh, so um, I actually started out with the Rabbit Height farm but they're completely redid it uh, in in the way that they're um,
0: that they it was not being abandoned; it was being built up. Mm-hmm. So Rabbit had, I think that's in one of the old Sun County from. It's Alabama in the Hill, Sun right? County. Yeah. yeah. Okay,
1: yes. Yeah. So, cool. and then I placed my um, and all uh, all my players uh, were uh, were Sun Dome Militia. Well, cool. yeah, uh, exactly the same as in Sunhurst. That's yes. where I got got the inspiration, cool. yeah. and uh, just stole it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and, well, we can uh, say hi to John Webb. <laughs> yes, it's it's fantastic. I love it. It's cool. great. Yeah. It's really really good. Nice. So that um, pulled uh pulled me out of it.
0: So did you um, did you have a lot of trouble, or was it easy to convince your friends to? Play because, like you mentioned way back in the day, nobody was interested in like Greek fantasy uh, and other like you know antiquity world gaming.
1: Well, um, it's uh, it it kind of turned out to be a split. We started out uh, being uh, five players, but uh, scheduling is always a problem. So I wanted to 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 get an extra six player in, so um, so it was easier to. To organise game. Mm-hmm. and um, I think around uh, springtime, twenty two, the group uh, the group split up. Yeah, uh, half of them uh, didn't catch it. Uh, they uh, they didn't uh, find uh, Claranthor interesting. Okay. Uh, and uh, they would rather play something more uh, heroic and medieval.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what they didn't like, or or is it just like you know matter of taste?
1: I think it's always matter of taste. Yeah. Uh, also, perhaps I think that um, I I'm, I might not I might also be be to blame for it. I mean, I, I haven't been a, a game master for twenty years, so it
0: <laughs> so I had to to, to yeah. like figure out how I did that. Yeah, it's it's hard to restart probably, but uh, but you know the GM is never to blame.
1: <laughs> no, probably kind of like riding a bike, I guess. Uh, but yeah. um, but but still, I, I I was a bit insecure and and uh, about some of it, right. and uh, uh, and I probably uh, threw in too much uh, at first because that's one of the things that, that I find a problem with it, with Claren- I mean, it's also one of the things that's great about it, but it's the same at the same time also the problem about it.
0: Yeah, there's there's a lot, and you have to. To actually select and filter, you know how how you expose the players to it in uh, in the in the right way, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think if um, I didn't know about it uh, then, but today I would probably start with something like uh, uh, six seasons in Sata, right? Yeah, and uh, maybe just start there, so they have an introduction to the world, and then I can throw them into Brax uh, or something else
0: later on yeah Um, yeah there's a lot of people who i mean the one of the reason that book is very successful is because it's a it's a good intro but i think you can you can also start with directly in practice like you did um it's
1: yeah uh, well at least i mean there three of my players stayed on yeah (laughs) cool actually uh, how
0: how did you uh, how did you approach basically getting caught on with Glorenta like when you so you you know you set up your game and you got the the books of the the new uh, the new edition of RuneQuest did you just you know got your your mental picture of Glorenta from the books like from the rule book and the bestiary and whatnot and and then then you went you 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 started with that or did you no,
1: no. Yeah. I I did a, a big dive oh, into yeah. the internet and started reading everything I could find. Everything. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um so I started out being uh, thoroughly confused, but they're uh, very intrigued. Yes. So um I can they're, uh, Yeah. Uh, and I would say that the that the more I read, the more intrigued and and, uh, and excited I got about it, and also yeah. at the same time, or, or the more uh, confused I, I became about it. And also, you have you have all this history mm-hmm. that's in there, like like the the uh, or the big story that is going on either in the background or, or where you want it, but it's there. There's a chronology. Uh, stuff is going to happen or has happened, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> all these kind of things was, I, th- I thought a bit, there? Uh, it was a bit of a hurdle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, how do I put that into a game? And then I kind of thought about, okay, what did I do in Call of Cthulhu? It, uh, most of the game that I played was in the 1920s. Stuff has happened and was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> that didn't really put any <laughs> breaks on it, on, on my game. So I thought, well, neither should this. And uh, it's a lot easier for me to to change continuity in Glorantha than and in than in the in the
0: or quote marks real world. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, when you when you play Call of Cthulhu in the twenties or thirties, you, you know, players don't complain that they can't stop the market crash of nineteen twenty nine or anything like that. So, but no. the, the game isn't about that anyway. So you can you can treat it the same in Glorantha. Yeah,
1: that's what I—that's what—that's that, what I found out, and not being so precious about it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and if they kill Akrath,
0: so what? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Lunar Empire wins, and that's good, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and everybody is happy. Yeah. Uh, cool. No, but I, 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 it didn't really matter. Yes, I, okay. I found out. So, um, well, what matters was that the game was fun, and yeah. and that I could utilize all the great ideas. Right, or making yes. a great game. Mm-hmm. That was that was just it. So every everything else didn't matter. But there was a lot of lot of like gold uh, lying around. <laughs> I could just take it and make my own. Yeah. So it can, I mean, yeah. there, there, there's there's another a, a quest called Random Police is coming around and telling me that I'm doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: might. They might. But yeah. They... Well, soon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's that's fine. why
1: I'm not playing online now, anymore. So
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, if the Glorantha police comes around, you can just close the tab. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can actually start about like what you, you know. You said you some of it that when you did the deep dive, it was both confusing but also intriguing. So let's start yes. with the the intriguing. Let's start with the the what what grabbed you about
1: Glorantha? Okay, first of all, uh, what I liked was that it wasn't a medieval setting. That was the first one. I was second and tired of, of, of those tropes.
0: Right. Uh, but you, you also played a lot of non medieval games in the past yes. too, right? You played a lot yes. of, uh, you know, some cyberpunk, some travelers some call of Cthulhu. So is it because it was like still fantasy, but not medieval fantasy then?
1: Uh, yes. Cause I like the, uh, I like the, uh, soul and sorcery, uh, part of it. And, uh, I, I do like the uh, uh, the Tolkien books, but I also feel like there's a lot of tropes uh, with it that that I find annoying. Uh, <laughs> yes. Like this, the elves are noble and uh, the dwarves talks like Scotsman and stuff like that. It's, it, it, uh, <laughs> yes. I don't know. It, it just it was um, it didn't surprise. There was no surprise in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. You can't. Well, if if you've played for thirty years with the same tropes, you might want to. Move and do something else. Yes.
1: Yes. <laughs> so that that was the first one, and uh, and then a uh, lot that it was uh, focusing on um, on culture, right? And yes. cults Because mm-hmm. um, that made it a lot more rich, and mm-hmm. it also gave uh, uh, the NPCs and the environment reasons and motives and ambitions and all these kind of stuff that that I can pull in. And yeah. it also had mythology, uh, and I like mythology a lot. Uh, I like North mythology. I think it's it's hilarious. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's it's really funny, and uh, and it's fantastic, and it and and it uh, and it's shocking. Uh, but for one uh, one uh, moment that uh, you you can be laughing because it's 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 so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And and then it turns to be really vicious. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and that's a shock. I mean, you, you don't expect
0: that. The one thing that comes to mind, I haven't looked too much into Norse mythology, but one of the things I know about is this, uh, in one of the sagas, there's a whole story about... Um, uh, some king's toilet that is haunted by some ghosts and <laughs> and you can't actually go to the toilet at some specific times during some of the the thing and like one of the protagonists of the of the saga st- still goes and has to make a deal with the ghost on the toilet it's hilarious <laughs> It is. it is <laughs> and i would find it a problem too <laughs> yeah i mean you know it's annoying when you can go to the toilet on some dates but yes. yeah anyway yeah. <laughs> so, um then then i like
1: the the focus on the cults yeah um and also because it has these chaos cults <laughs> oh yes those In are it. the best yes yeah and uh and then the richness of the history and the law mm-hmm. it was also it's not about uh good versus evil yeah it's not even order versus chaos. It's 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 much more elusive, yes. What it is, and I like that because it brings in a lot of uh, subtleties and 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 you, and, and you can uh, mix stuff around and you can play on uh, on expectations and play to the expectations or against them, which is quite interesting. And then I love chaos. I really <laughs> love it. I Love the cults and the monsters. Yeah. Uh, and they enable me to put horror into a fantasy game in, in a wholly different way than than any other fantasy game that I've seen. And it's even amb- ambivalence. Mm-hmm. There's some it's it it's not pure evil.
0: Yeah, there's it's good something chaos else. and
1: bad chaos. <laughs> yes. Yeah, or or it's just different. Is it needed? Yeah. Does it does it need to be there for for, 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 for causing a balance? Yeah, It's yeah. really interesting. It's really interesting. I like that a lot. And um, there's no doubt about it that they're, they're the cultists uh, are bunkers <laughs> and, uh, and murderers and all kinds of, um, of different stuff. But there's still something else behind it. It's interesting, especially when you look into the illuminations uh, part of it, which I find very intriguing and I don't understand, and I love it um so so those are the things that that attracted me to it cool so that, that was the richness of it but that also brings in the question of where where to start with gorpa yes because um it's 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 dense mm-hmm. so it's it's like you're you you're coming to, to to this amazing jungle but it's a jungle and uh and you need a machete to to, to cut your own path <laughs> through it yeah uh so it's 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 difficult so it took me some time to figure out how how to do it. So it was like I said to um, first, I had to get like a hold of the setting, I have to, and then have to realize how to let it go.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was it. I think I think I had the same um, experience as you, where I also started with a big deep dive because I started with the guide to Glorantha, <laughs> stupidly mm-hmm. enough, uh, and then it was like, oh, this is amazing, but. What do I start with? You know, at the time the starter set wasn't a thing, although the, I guess the the quick start was a thing. And so I started with the quick start and that Mm -hmm. was good. It's a great scenario. Yeah. I really like the, the broken tower. Uh, it is indeed a, a bit of a problem when you go on the deep dive, but. You know, when you just pick the starter set of the shelf, you don't need to ask your, yourself that question, I guess. No, and it's probably also
1: how obsessive are you uh, <laughs> yeah. as a person? <laughs> yes, yeah. So, <laughs> That's a good um, point. <laughs> I can probably become quite obsessive when if, if something catches my fancy. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it, it's less about... Um, it's less about not knowing where to start and more about having too many places to start with. That you're like, oh, I, did, I want to do this, and I want to, I want to play merchants, and I want to play in Funerate and I want to play in Maneria, and, and yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the, the way I, I, I look at
1: it now, I mean, I have at least, I mean, there's years of gaming that that that, that I could make out of this. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And place it all over the map and not even be halfway through. So um, I like that. But it's difficult, of course, for introduction of new players. That's what I found.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you not like about Glorantha, then? Well,
1: uh, I think that if we talk about Glorantha, uh, I think there's uh, there's some things that, that, that I... Uh, uh. Like better than others, uh, and uh, I think first and foremost, I mean, it's it's just that it's it's difficult to to introduce new uh, players uh, into the setting because um, if they're in a certain kind of uh, region, their character would know some sort of history, even if they're uh, they're in the furthest away from any kind of civilization. At least they would know about their own tribe, and there you have then. All the mythology and all that stuff around the tribe Mm -hmm. so that's difficult
0: how is it more or differently difficult from any other you know fantasy or sci-fi game also where you need to reconcile that gap between character knowledge and player knowledge you know if you play in a sci-fi game you know they would need to know about you know these corporations and the colony on mars and, and all that stuff and so you need also exposition there so what's the what's the difference
1: yeah, well, it's, we're, the difference for me is probably that uh, I played those in in the eighties, uh, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and 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 we didn't have any world, so we kind of like just uh, uh made planets and jumped from one planet <laughs> to the other.
0: Yeah, uh, you you did play uh, Cyberpunk, for example, though. So yes. there is a bit of a setting. I mean, it's clearly. A lot probably faster more, to explain, but yeah,
1: yeah, but but I didn't actually use a setting that that oh, was really? in Cyberpunk. No, oh, okay. Uh, I, uh, I took my basic from uh, uh, I jumped off from the uh, and Count Zero uh, mm. books, so I kind of like placed it in that. Okay, so it, I didn't have like a a, a defined world. I think the most defined world it actually had was a, was the world when we played in uh, Call of Cthulhu. But then we knew the world.
0: Yeah, well, so. I mean, yeah, you know some things about the world. Uh, yeah, I guess you you would know the, the the basics. You would know the tropes, and you would know the general history, and you know exactly. Yeah, yeah. exactly. When, so, when, so when you so, play Masters of Narayatotep, you know you know where Kenya is, and you know where. Egypt is and, and all that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and or, and you have some kind of mental image about what it is. or it, It's either uh, uh, right or wrong or, or, or anything like that, but you have an image.
0: Yeah, yeah. Even if it's a history-inaccurate image and, uh, yes. uh, you know, a biased image from, you know, racist movies of the 60s or whatever, it's still an image as opposed to a blank, yeah.
1: Exactly, exactly. But uh, uh, but if you talk about Lancomei yeah nobody i mean <laughs> if you haven't read anything about it it's it's, it's just a a, a weird a weird word yes <laughs> it doesn't have any meaning yeah so and, so that, that that's that's the, that's a challenge so so there's nothing really that that you can hang it up on you don't have any common uh, common ground to, to to work from
0: yeah exactly yeah the the la- the lack of basic tropes is a a very recurring thing that we hear uh, from yes movies. yeah
1: that that's my problem then they uh, okay but uh, then i have some uh, some of the story about uh, um, the way that that bruce uh procreate mm-hmm. yeah i find quite disturbing and i, I don't mm-hmm. want these kind of stuff and uh, I, I don't want sexual violence in my game i, I, I don't see any anything that, that 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 can contribute to any kind of any kind of fun so I'm always treat them like uh, alien yeah, so,
0: exactly.
1: uh, yeah. Uh, so I actually have them uh, have these kind of uh, uh, lava or worms that, that they that, that they put into animals and people and stuff like that.
0: Oh, so you, you have you have brew face huggers.
1: No, not brew face. They, they, they just are, are, it's kind of like uh, like insects that, that they that they put their their lava into uh, in, into an animal. So it, they're being uh, eaten from the inside. Right, okay, yes. Yeah. yeah, and and somehow keep them alive at the same time until they yeah. burst out. Yes. So that's pretty disgusting, but yeah. it's not sexual. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that also leave that out of the mythology. Yeah. And uh, then the moroccan I find yeah. difficult, but I think I'm I'm getting around to them. Because so, uh, first it was like, why are they not hunted down and killed by humans? Why?
0: Why would they be?
1: Yeah, they, they're having humans as cattle, and, uh, and there's uh, maybe they're not sentient, but they're human and they can't. Be, and, and they can. Uh, and, they have, and there's all all these kind of legends and myth that is also permeating in uh, in uh, in, uh, in Prax and in uh, ab- about what they do mm-hmm. that they're yeah. uh, that they're cannibals and it's though they, they only eat humans for ritual purposes, but they still eat them. Uh, but then again, you also have the fractions that then also eat the cattle people.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it, no, it's, it's difficult. Th- uh, it, it is tricky. Yeah, I think probably the bruise and the Moroccan come to mind as probably one of the first things that anybody tweaks in their Glorentha. Mm. I think even... Between Greg Stafford and Sandy Peterson, they had two completely different impre- interpretations of Morga so so yeah no that's that uh, that makes sense to me,
1: but they're going to be introduced to my players at one time, but not not yet. I'm still figuring <laughs> out how to do it um so it's probably gonna be my interpretation. Uh, of how they are, because they are also interesting. There's something interesting about it, and you have with all this kind of almost like Planet of the Apes aspect to it as well. <laughs> yes, which is interesting, I think. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> um, I have no problems with ducks. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I like the I like the Planet of the Apes analogy. I never thought about it that way. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my players only met Morocan once. They sold some some people to them. <laughs> they made a, <laughs> they made a, a, a good buck, but uh, but also they were <laughs> not sure that they would escape free. Uh, no, <laughs> so they had to they had to spend their their hard money <laughs> to buy to buy stuff in return from the Morocan. Yeah, but yeah, it was fun. It was the only time Morocans showed up in my game, so we didn't really go into the the whole. Topics, uh no. anyway. Yeah. But then when it comes to
1: RuneQuest, then there's some other stuff. Oh then, yeah. I, we, we play RuneQuest and I haven't played HeroQuest. Uh right. I like crunchy stuff, mm-hmm. but I uh, I introduce the crunchy stuff slowly. So it's like building up on it. Oh okay. Uh, so, yeah. So uh get to get used to stuff. We still have I still haven't
0: uh, um, put in, uh, in our encumbrance yet. I don't. I don't know if every if if many people actually use the encumbrance rules. <laughs> I don't
1: know. Probably not. I mean, uh, the, the thing is that uh, it's it's a lot of bookkeeping, and there's a lot of bookkeeping already. Yeah. And does it add fun? I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. If if you want to, maybe you can. Uh, I've thought about maybe introduce it when when you have some kind of game where where there's uh, uh, some kind of survival. Yes. Uh, game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where suddenly you you. Everything is going to be an attack, uh, antagonistic to to towards your goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So where uh, it's it's uh, uh, the environment is against you, uh, your body is against you. Everything is mm-hmm. is working against you. Then then maybe it could be interesting. I think it has to be something where it's fun.
0: Yes, um, uh, yeah, I agree. The um, you know how you know RuneQuest tends to be presented at the, at, as this you know whole full crunchy system with many subsystems. Like in comparison, I mean we both play GURPS. Uh in GURPS there is it the the separation between you know the core system and all the optional bits is is clear. Like you know, yes. you know what's what's core and what's optional. Uh and and one thing we did and that we liked a lot with GURPS is that indeed you can just play with a minimal core system and then you bring these optional things when it makes sense thematically and narratively speaking. So yeah, like the encumbrance uh, or, you know, the fatigue and the heat rules, for example, like if you're yes. going to cross the, you know, a desert or the the flaming yeah. pits of uh, some demon world or whatever, then that's when you bring in some fatigue rules and some encumbrance rules. And then once you're past that, because that's what that episode is about. Yes. But then once you're done with that, you... You just remove those optional rules and you don't care about it until the next time and so that yeah, yeah that makes sense to me
1: yeah also the spirit combat rules could be better oh uh, yeah quick it quickly becomes boring when it takes more than a few rounds
0: yeah lots of rolling back and forth
1: <laughs> yeah uh, it's not interesting uh, but it could be interesting because I, th- I like the idea of it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. the possession a uh, bit of it is also difficult most players hate to lose control of the character it can be fun and, and yes. horror but i think that kind of, that that needs some work to to be actually fun
0: did you possess some
1: adventurers already in, in combat i tried <laughs> uh, good but uh, <laughs> they 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 found some uh, they, they stumbled across some uh, mad mad ghost heads cool so uh, yeah then i find shaman or uh, shaman uh, shaman really difficult yeah uh, especially for well i find it difficult as a game master but uh, i also find it and uh and because there's a lot of rules around it yeah and also uh, the one who's who's playing it also it also uh, demands quite a lot of them about
0: knowing the stuff around it is is your player still just an assistant shaman or i don't have any Oh, okay yeah
1: yeah, yeah. i'm not quite sure what cultures have them actually do they even have them in sun county I'm not sure, but if they don't, how do they? How do they? Um, well, what do they do with their ghosts and spirits? Do, do they go into uh, in, into Prague and and find uh, some uh, 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 high lama uh, uh shaman and, and gives him
0: some uh, wheels and say, "Can can you help us with the ghosts?" <laughs> I, I think there is some shamanic tradition for the Yelm cult. So mm. maybe there's some odd yelmalio shaman, but even then, I think some county still has like a bunch of farmers and all that that would be, you know, Erythia and Waha, and so there's probably like a shaman somewhere there in in that village. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it's uh, the the shamans are like uh, the net runners, you know, in cyber in cyberpunk. Uh, exactly. So there's a there's a whole you know extra. Bunch of rules and systems that go with them, and it's yeah, yeah. It, yeah. But then again, it's also what sets RuneQuest and Glorantha apart that you have shamanism in, yes. in the game. But yes, it's I understand. Yes,
1: then the same also goes for sorcery. I simply don't understand it, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm going to read uh, Andrew Mer- uh, Montgomery's articles. Maybe I, it'll get me uh, wiser. <laughs> <laughs> Then there's a whole part about hero questing. Um, Oh, uh, yes. (laughs) Yeah. It sounds really interesting. Uh, I bought the book uh, The Secret of Hero Questing, but that didn't help me. Uh, (laughs) Also, I mean, uh, and and how do you get your players into it? Because they have to recreate a myth. And if my players don't know the myth, how can they even start on a hero quest? Yes. And then, of course, I could do something, but then it really fast turns into a railway and that's yeah. nobody yeah. likes that
0: yeah and i think that my understanding is that chaosium is sort of pivoting a bit on that in the sense that the whole thing about recreating a myth um that was in the old hero quest books and that is in like um, the king of Sartar. um Uh, Yeah, No, King of Dragon Pass uh, video game and all that. Mm. They're sort of saying that, I mean, it's my understanding again, well, no, Mm. the books come out, but that kind of stuff is what maybe, you know, your tribe does and that you can, you know, you might tag along so that, for example, your first hero quest would be not something where the, the player characters have to do the thing. That thing is already done by, you know, the high priest and the chieftain of your, of your tribe. And Mm. all they do is, you know, they tag along and they need to make sure that, uh, at the, you know, at the second station, they, um, repel the monsters to make sure that, you know, the, the, the ceremony goes, uh, as expected. And, you know, they're being told that it's going to be, I don't know, wolves. And it turns out that it's you know, griffins, because, you know, there's always a surprise. And so, you know, that's where yeah. you can have a, a cool encounter. But that when the player characters actually do the hero questing themselves, then again, it's my understanding or my interpretation is that you ignore the whole recreating the myth. Uh What you do instead is treat it more as a... They are... Going into a parallel world, so you know, mm. coming from Call of Cthulhu, this would be, for example, the equivalent of opening a portal to Carcosa, right? Mm. And you go there, and there's going to be some weird shit going on, and maybe they have some expectation. You know, they have a, a mythos tome that says you need to go next to the lake and chant these words and all that, and don't mm-hmm, look at mm-hmm. the don't look at the tentacles and whatnot. Never um, look at the tentacles. Yeah. <laughs> um. And so this is more how I've been treating it so far in the, you know, couple mm. hero quests I've done, which is where, yeah, they go to mythical, mystical magic land. They might witness things that they know, um, because like you know you've got those recurring events. Uh, yes, they might know about how to do something or they might just be out there because they are trying to investigate what's wrong or they're trying to get a, a MacGuffin to come back with uh some mm, magical. Mm. so it's um so yeah i completely ignore mostly the whole recreating myth the myths mm. happened some version of them but that's not what this is about there yeah they're going to a parallel dimension to fix a problem or get a mcguffin or whatnot i mean yeah that's my my mm-hmm. version we'll see yeah. we'll know a bit more if and when the hero questing official books are released but <laughs> yeah well it's very helpful i think book.
1: yeah yeah thanks. yeah i think perhaps the last thing is uh is a book itself uh the, the rule book yeah uh it's um it's beautiful but uh it could have been edited a lot better, I think. <laughs> yes. Uh, yep. It's difficult to use during play. Uh, there's a lot of connecting uh, topics that are spread too far apart, and uh, the index uh, really doesn't work. The pages for, for the main information could have been marked in some way, highlighted, maybe like bold. But now you have like uh, uh, um, eight different places to, to, to go and look for rooms
0: yeah yeah you're not the the first one to mention that yeah and I, i've seen some role-playing rule book who do have like the bold entry in yes. the index for when it's the main page that you probably want yes
1: yeah um but but i think that uh, it, a rearrangement of the book would uh, would be cool
0: yeah i find i find it Quicker, especially when you play online. Uh, but even even at the table, you know, with a laptop or a tablet, I find it quicker to use the PDF now and just like I, that's what F. I do. Yeah, that, that's that's what I do. I, I use Control F.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, to, yeah. To, to find stuff, don't just search on rules.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in my case, it also helps that half of my players are big nerds who remember each at least three quarters of the book. So uh, there's a, a lot of redundancy. And <laughs> even the one one of my player is Austin Conrad, who almost knows everything by heart. So that helps a lot. Like having, yes. uh, I, I think when you have crunchy systems like that, having some assistant, you know, who has the rule book and has read the rule book and all that, that's, yeah, it, it does help. I, I find that it's easy to, hand wave rules to not you know bog down the game again when it's like you know a modifier or a roll or, uh, or something like that but sometimes it's like uh uh you know what spell is that again or yes. like and, and you actually have to go look up something right so um yeah actually what what i thought about was
1: um i haven't done it yet but uh but writing down uh, spells on on an index card on index cards. Oh, yeah. So that, so you just had the cards right next
0: to you and can see just the the, the stats of it. Yeah, I think uh, Chaosium was working on some spell index cards, actually, like some official ones. Mm. Um, mm. Jason Dural mentioned that um, they were uh, they were working on that and that they were almost ready. Um so you might have mm. actual uh, official ones now. Uh well at some point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would <laughs> be cool.
1: Yeah. That would be cool. One, what I really want to is uh, is actually playing cards with the with the gods or uh, with all the pantheons. So you so have a pic, like pictures of uh of Catherine's of uh the really cool uh, illustrations and um the name of the god, the pantheon they are, they're connected to, and just very short. So uh, when um, when I introduce my players to to some kind of uh, or to, uh, to to a cult or something like that, then I can give them uh, give them the playing card. So they have a picture of it. They have the name, so you can look at the name again and yeah. try to remember it. <laughs> yes, yeah. which is difficult. I mean, I had difficulty in remembering it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm running the game, uh, yes. So um, yeah, I, I think that would be very helpful, and they might even turn it. like in a playing card, it could maybe make it into
0: a God's wall game as well. So uh, win, win. yeah, I would I would love to see like a, a tarot deck with you know yes some gods yes, some runes, exactly uh, some runes some uh, maybe some NPC or whatever, and then you can use that to you know. Uh, generate adventures and do some fortune telling and whatnot, and well, yeah, play tarot. Yeah. Um, that would be fun. But yeah, that would be great fun. Did you? Uh, did you introduce when you were saying like you know you you start try to cut down a bit on the RuneQuest rules at the beginning? Did you? Um, did you introduce the strike ranks right away, or did you wait a few sessions for that?
1: I. Th- I think I waited a few or a few sessions for, for that. Yeah. Um, How did that go? But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I find it easy at the table if if, if you have like a, um, the um, the tracker. Yeah, the tracker uh, from from the starter set. Right. So yeah. I find it find it quite easy then, and then it works really fast when um, when you've done it a couple of times. Right. Okay. So I think it's one of the better uh, initiative systems so but it's still i mean if if you look at a real initiative system it would be are you afraid of getting damaged? <laughs> i mean that would hold you back i think i think if, if more and also experience i think some somebody with with a, a bigger experience in a certain kind of weapon mm-hmm. would be faster right if you have more battle experience uh-huh. then you would also probably be faster uh, then of course the length of the weapon, but suddenly uh, it becomes World Master. Uh, So uh... <laughs> not that
0: there's anything wrong with Wallmaster. <laughs> I have uh, tried me- to play it. Yeah, I, it, I, it, haven't, it's, I haven't played it's... it in in probably thirty years. But but yeah, I have fond memories of <laughs> role masters and uh, of Rollmaster, and I have no intention to uh, soil them by going back to Rollmaster and trying <laughs> to play it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, no, we're close to a safe word there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, <laughs> cool. Yeah. Do you have other uh, other things to say about uh, uh, things you don't like or uh, change in Runequest and mm, No, I
1: think uh, uh, maybe for, for what would help uh, introducing uh, for, for Clarenta. yeah, sure. Um, I, th- uh, I think fiction. I think uh, it really needs uh, fictional books, right? Okay. Uh, uh, set in Glorantha, I think that would be enormous help. A lot of my players about "Is there any any place where I can? What books should I read? Right, and not what rule books should I read, or what they uh, uh not not their not, uh, not throwing the source book to Glorantha and then in, in, in their faces. <laughs> yes, as as uh, as interesting as it is, it's 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 more like homework than fun. Mm-hmm. Right, and uh, I think with their it. Uh, if uh, if there was books of fiction, that was uh, placed in Galantha, all sorts of different. It it doesn't have to be uh, around uh, sixteen twenty five, or it can be before. I mean, mm-hmm. books about uh, what was going on uh, with the friends of uh, uh, what's it called, friends um, of the worm or what? Uh, uh, oh, Empire of the Worms, friends. Empire of the Worms, friends. That that right. was worth. Yeah, I was looking yeah, yeah. A, uh, a book about them. That would be mm-hmm. fun. And yes. <laughs> that would be a great help i think both for me as a as a game master i would get maybe into some of the cultures and religion in in a very different way than i would do with the rule books there's these short stories about uh, griselda Uh, but they're not that helpful they're fun but they're not helpful okay and uh uh, the king of satire is interesting but it's not a good read
0: yes um, (laughs) yes it's also not not
1: in the common sense it's not it's not it's work
0: Yes, it's work. Yeah.
1: Um, I mean, so I know I, I for, know a couple of
0: people who read this for fun, but they're weird nerds. So yes, they know who yes, they it's, are. it's
1: it's. <laughs> I, I like reading them because I think it's fun, but it doesn't bring in new players.
0: Yeah, exactly. It, yeah.
1: It, uh, and and I think there there uh, is a wonderful world, and I think there's a lot of potential in it. But I think it, in if uh, if for, for that potential to be realised they need fiction because then you need to then you have something that 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 you can think ah i can play this kind of game mm-hmm. right i can have this kind of adventure mm-hmm. then a lot of people like uh, tolkien and and uh, lord of the rings but very few people have l- read simrillion and enjoyed it and right now all there is is simrillion Around. yes that's true that, that's how i how, how yes. i see it <laughs> yeah. and uh and it makes it into there's uh, a, a very uh devoted fan group of fans mm-hmm. and uh, and they're passionate about it mm-hmm. but it's a small group it's a cult yeah. <laughs> yes and uh and if it uh, uh and, and to open it up it, it i think it needs some uh, fiction i need to, it needs to to have Need to have stories, okay, yeah, yeah, in the fictional form. I think mm-hmm. that 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 would uh, that would do it to get into it. I I try to to m- my players are motivated, but I can't throw them stuff mm-hmm. other than uh, than background material, right? Um, yes. And that's kind of sad, mm-hmm. and uh, I can't write it because I'm not an author, <laughs> not like that. I, I make stories together with my friends, but not alone. Not not. Exactly like that. Uh, so, so I think. That, but what I did, I, I tried to think. Okay, how can I introduce my players to this? So, uh, so I made uh, three booklets, uh, about prax, or people in the history, and then about the, uh, more in depth about the history and uh, of the uh, of the tribes and, um, and Pavis County, and then I made one specifically uh, about uh, uh, Sun County.
0: Okay. Um, but how how big were each of the
1: Booklet <laughs> too big, still too big. I mean, uh, uh, the yes. first one was like twenty or uh, uh, twenty pages, yeah, and uh, uh, A five size and okay. fairly big letters. The other one, uh, it has a lot of stats because I put the stats into it, so so they didn't have to to uh, to, to go through the whole rule book.
0: Stats for their own
1: character or? no for what kind of culture there is uh oh, okay. different kind of cultures uh, different tribes okay. and the different kind of uh, uh gods and their uh, professions so like mini game there was like 50 pages and something around the same and and the and the one for sun county era was even bigger okay so it is very difficult I, I know it's difficult to 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 make it brief yes and so so it's I still gave them homework, though I felt really bad about it. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that's um, it's difficult. Yeah, it's difficult.
0: Yeah, well, we'll have to see if somebody uh, writes the the big Lorenta novel.
1: <laughs> yeah, or well, just uh, I mean, like a series of novels. If if you look like if you look at uh, something like a Games Workshop, they have all these kind of books on their. Um, and Warhammer forty thousand, and Warhammer stuff, and all these kind of things. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to be great literature. It just have to be
0: readable. <laughs> I mean, hopefully there are a few things like um, uh, there's like a RuneQuest video game that is being worked on that could also yes. facilitate some things. Absolutely, uh, and it's set in practice As far as we, as far as we can tell. Um, so. Yeah, at least there the few seconds that I've seen. Yeah, Which one? <laughs> you can show them that. You show them the the three seconds where you see somebody riding a bison. It's like,
1: yes, this is it. <laughs> just, just do that. Yes. <laughs> that's
0: the one that ran over you.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Cool. Um, so is there anything else you would recommend uh, people like newbies? Uh, maybe you don't recommend them to go do a deep dive reading half of the Internet like you did? No, not, not unless they're obsessive nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, is there like, you know, a particular website or book or or chapter in a book or something that, you know, you would recommend a, a newbie?
1: No, I'm afraid not. That that's a problem. I'm <laughs> uh, I'm looking for that myself. Right. Um, yeah. The um no, I can't find it. I mean, most of it is it's more like than historical, and and it doesn't fit. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you you might get some kind of uh, the atmosphere and feeling of it, maybe. Uh, the Romulus, uh Italian uh, TV show. Has some really interesting uh, uh, environment Rome, around it. Rome
0: TV show, you mean?
1: No, uh, Romulus. Romulus, uh, yeah, Romulus. Romulus. Um, it's about uh, the beginning of, uh, oh, of okay. the building of Rome, and uh, it's a. T- uh, I mean, I think it's an Italian show. Or all of them speak uh, some kind of Latin. Uh, in it. Okay. Yeah. It's uh bronze age, and it's a retelling of uh, Romulus and Romulus. And uh, it has some uh, some really cool stuff in it that, uh, that that can give the kind of environment to it. But yeah. uh, that's really it. It mm-hmm. doesn't. It's not Orantha. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, yes. So, so it's it's difficult. But um, well, I hope that, uh, that they make some books. I think the books could could be a way into it. Uh, and it's interesting to see what what the video game does. But I think it's a different beast than a role playing game.
0: Yeah, for the for the books, uh, I think the the fiction line of Chaosium was on hold for a while. They yes. restarted it just very recently with some new collection of um, Cthulhu tales. Mm. Yes, but I think I I remember vaguely an interview from somebody at Chaosium. I don't remember their name, but the person who's handling the the, the fiction uh mm-hmm. products, uh, saying that, you know, as far as Glorita is concerned, they just, you know, they're just waiting for some author to basically present themselves with some draft or some uh treatment. Yes, that that's that's what that, that was what, what I got out of it too.
1: Yeah. I think I've heard the same one.
0: Yeah, I don't get the sense that they are very motivated to actually go out and contract somebody because it, it would be easy in some definition of easy to just go and talk to Robin D. Laws, you know, and who has been writing novels already and who yes. knows Glorita very well and say like, hey, you know, yes. write some novel in Glorita. But I mean, you know, it's maybe not cheap and uh because robin is yeah i don't know how much robin costs but um i don't know if it would be worth it i don't know how many people would buy that kind of book so yeah. so yeah it's um it's a tricky situation i guess
1: it is and i think it's 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 a, it's probably a risky investment i mean it's not like a, a... People are thinking about okay, let's go into or uh, or uh, uh, the uh, at uh, the publishing business and become rich. I mean, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> nobody does that, not yeah. if they're sane. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't expect it. Uh, I think it. I, I think it. It could help, but of course, uh, I think that. Hopefully, uh, uh, you you probably need. Uh, maybe some well-known uh if you if it was like an anthology Mm -hmm. then have one uh short story by a well-known author uh, within the genre that would probably get some attention uh, but it's an investment and it's probably not very easy yeah um Uh, at
0: least it's uh it's less of an investment than uh people who are uh, asking for a lorenton tv series or a lorenton movie.
1: <laughs> yes, and yeah. it's definitely cheaper than making a, a
0: computer game. Yeah, yes, that too. Um yeah. but anyway, yeah. Uh we should wrap up. Thanks yes, a lot we- for uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for uh, ranting with me and um talking about It's Glorantham. been fun. Yeah. Yeah. what uh is there anything that you do that you want to plug uh is there any place that people can find you uh, yes
1: sir i'm on uh, um, on mastodon on at the uh, uh, that's my company name uh, i'm also at uh, twitter with the same handle
0: Cool. Uh, we'll, have, we'll have some links in the show note because uh, I'm not sure how to yeah, spell that, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and uh, well, um, uh, I'm a designer and uh, I do uh, uh, a lot of design stuff, uh, yeah. but there uh, are cool. uh, a lot of layout as well. So uh, I'm working a lot in uh, InDesign, and if uh, people uh, need some help with publications like in Jonestown um uh, they're oh, very cool. welcome to contact me, and uh, maybe we can find our stuff. Um, oh, nice. so, yeah!
0: What kind of design yeah. do like do? Do you do like graphic design and actually like print design, or is it do you do more kinds of design?
1: I, I do uh, layout design for, for books, and I I do uh, digital design as well. I oh, cool. also yeah. or I'm also a front end developer, so I also make oh. websites. Oh, cool! I'm, yeah, uh, video or. Corporate identity.
0: I, I I do quite a lot. <laughs> nice. So yeah, cool. Uh, hopefully, uh, some Johnson Companion authors might uh, reach out then.
1: Yeah, I would like to hear. Love to hear from them. And um, yeah,
0: cool, great. Well, uh, the links will be in the show notes if anybody wants to get in touch. And uh, thank you again for spending time with me. And, thank you. Uh, cheers. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of The God Learner's Glorenthan Initiation Series. The intro music is Dancing Tiger by Dam Scrape. The outro music is Islam Dream by Serge Quadrado. You can find us online at godlearners.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The God Learners. See you next time. Question everything to the void and beyond.